1: friends, and Welcome to the world transformed. All this week we're talking about universal basic happiness. My name is Phil Bowermaster and with me in the virtual studio is my co-host Stephen Gordon. Hello Stephen. Hey Phil, how are you? Well I am super fantastic. Happy Wednesday. How do you like this for a first day of the week on the show?
0: What do you think Wednesday? <laughs> Well, we we got off to a late start, so we're just going to have to be, I don't know, twice as good or something this week. You know? We are have- We're powering through.
1: The phrase I like to use wow. powering through. So for those who appreciate that 4-day weekend we gave you, now you got 3 straight days of world transform. <laughs> so how awesome is that? That's a that's a gift, you know? And we give it because we care. That's why we do it. So, Stephen, I think we need to address the elephant in the room. We're gonna be talking about the elephant, the author of The Elephant in the Brain here in just a moment, but there's a word in the name of our show. That's right, we're gonna talk about sex. And I think a lot of people are sighing some, you know, big sigh of relief. It's like finally, Stephen and Phil provide us some guidance in this critical area in our lives, right?
0: That That's
1: right. That's there's this
0: pin up demand.
1: People have been hoping that we would enlighten them on the subject of sex so here it is this is the, this is the show that actually has it's not that we've never spoken about it before i just don't think it's ever been in the title right i don't think it's ever been yeah. the, <laughs> the name of the show so hopefully the clickbait worked you're listening now thanks thanks for joining us now guess guess what the show is really about it's really about universal basic happiness we're going to be touching it from A number of different angles, but the first one actually actually is sex. It's a really interesting thing that happened over the weekend. Our friend Robin Hanson, who is the author of The Elephant in the Brain and who was on one of our fast-forward shows not too long ago talking about that book, he kind of stirred things up over the weekend, as he likes to do. He, He asked the question, why is it that people who are worried about income inequality aren't worried about other forms of inequality. He sends out a tweet. Let me read what he what he wrote on his tweet. He said, "Those with less access to sex plausibly suffer similarly to those with low income and might similarly hope to organize to lobby for redistribution along this axis." Strikingly, I see little overlap between those concerned about income and sex inequality. Now, <laughs> let me unpack a couple of things before we get too deep into this, okay? We're talking about universal Basic happiness. And we've spoken about universal basic income numerous times, but I would say that from our perspective, the big driver here is not income inequality, right? That's not really what interests us in the subject of universal basic income. Is that, is that fair? I don't want to speak for you,
0: Stephen, but at least in my case, it's not the big, I don't see that as the big driver. I would say that automation, to the extent that it uh, leads to mass unemployment, I think the, the bigger thing is not income inequality. Uh, universal basic income, the, the way the reason it's different from, say, a, a normal welfare program is that everybody gets a check, whether you're the poorest of the poor or you're Oprah Winfrey or whoever, get a check. And that's why it's called universal basic income. Yeah, we, we right see here. it.
1: We, we have posited it as a future potential solution one of many possible remedies to the elimination of employment as kind of the big driver in the economy if if that becomes necessary then maybe universal basic income would be one of the drivers for that what robin Robin is responding to here is people generally talking about kind of in the present tense saying we need to go to ubi now and this is a way of addressing income inequality so just off the bat i would say Income inequality is not a big topic for us. We haven't spent too much time talking about it. we've talked about it in the past and we will come back to it I'm sure at some point. But it's it's not it's not usually something that we have related to our discussion of universal basic income up to this point. So I just wanted to I wanted to clarify that so, so we didn't get we didn't get sucked down into that hole. So we're not big proponents of universal basic income at all, necessarily. We think it's an interesting idea. But if we are, it's not primarily to solve income inequality, it's primarily to deal with the problem of massive unemployment so here's what robin is saying now if you are worried about income inequality and you see redistribution of income as a solution to that why not worry about other forms of inequality and talk about redistributing those things as well and he mentions his sex right so if universal basic income were to become a thing will universal basic sex be next. What do you think, Stephen? Is that is that something people are going to be pushing for at any time in the future? Because after all, <laughs> nope. I think we can say <laughs> safely that sex is not distributed equally, right? <laughs>
0: That's right. No, it's not. It's distributed equally. Never has been. Never will be. That's well. We'll no, see. Uh, now, hang
1: on. You're you're, you're jumping. Yeah. You're jumping too fast. There.
0: It never okay. has been. Yeah. Okay. Never has right. been and number one. I don't believe Robin Hanson is being serious here. He's trolling just a little bit uh, about universal basic income. He's, right? He's not suggesting that uh, every, everyone has a you know has a right to sex with uh, attractive women or something, and therefore attractive women are, are to be a currency or something. There literally has been, and it, this uh, it strikes me as odd, a hysterical reaction over the weekend to this tweet basically suggesting that he meant that in a serious way. Or, you know, you just don't joke about that. Well, guys, let's not be completely humorless. Well, well that, that, is just,
1: a, that is a social media thing, right?
0: So yeah, you got this yeah.
1: huge flap about how he's calling for rape or he's calling for sexual slavery, that he's trying to set up a program whereby people are forced to have sex with unattractive people so that basically women are forced to have sex with unattractive men, I guess is what it would come down to, by and large, to to even out sexual inequality. And of course, he's not calling for anything. Right. He's asking a question. No. He's like, well, if, if you favor this form of redistribution, why don't you favor that form of redistribution? It, it's an intellectual exercise, right? More than a, more than an attempt to outline a policy, I would say. You know, th-
0: this business about inequality and uh, th- sexual distribution. It, it reminds me of a uh, kind of a funny story. The director of The Graduate, that, that director was Mike Nichols, was trying to cast the main character, which is a college student that ends up being seduced by a... Beautiful middle aged woman, right? His parents' friend,
1: basically, right? And and right. also the mother of a woman he in, ends up romantically
0: interested in. So it's a complicated, messy thing, <laughs> yes. And so, anyway, when he's uh, casting, of course, probably his casting director, you know, uh, here are the hot actors nowadays, they bring in Robert Redford. 1968, 1969, Robert Redford. So picture that, ladies,
1: those of you who know what we're talking
0: about. (laughs) You know, if you're having trouble picturing that, go watch Barefoot in the Park. The man's beautiful, okay? There you go. Pretty Exactly. There you are. So he brings in Robert Redford, and he looks at him and goes, man, you're just not right for the part at all. And Redford's disappointed because he he wants to work on the film, and he wants to know what the problem is. And he says, well, let me just put it to you this way. In your life, Robert, have you ever struck out with a girl? And Robert Redford goes, well, what do you mean? (laughs) Mike Nichols goes, well, that's precisely my point. You don't have any (laughs) idea what I mean when I say, have you ever struck out with a girl?
1: So, yes, there is a tendency on Twitter to read the worst possible interpretation of something someone has written and respond to that and then for people to respond to the worst possible interpretation of the worst possible interpretation and you've got this 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 thing that uh that occurs now one of the things that's interesting that robin has written back is he said well i'm not proposing anything but i think it's interesting that people can't imagine the redistribution being implemented in any way other than would involve slavery or rape that there probably are ways of doing it that that would not involve those things so you know, so the question is could there be universal basic sex? Sex for everybody. Everybody gets to play, right? Managed in such a way that it protected individual freedom and dignity and nobody was forced to do anything they didn't want to do or be with anybody they didn't want to be with. And Stephen, I saw I see on the notes that you you wrote an answer to that. I don't know if that was a serious
0: answer or, or are you kidding around with me, but what do you think? <laughs> well- I I wrote sex bots, uh, thinking of Austin Powers as film bots, right? Uh, (laughs) uh, This is actually becoming a more serious something that's on the horizon. Who was it, Katie Couric or somebody who uh, did a, uh, I thought, whether intentionally or not, a hilarious interview with a uh, a sex bot. They're trying to give these things personalities now, and it was kind of, Funny.
1: Did did the sex bot yeah. have anything to say? Did the
0: did the robot yeah yeah? It? it was Katie Couric uh, kept trying to talk current events, and uh, the sex bot kept trying to bring it back to the bedroom. You know, <laughs> you know trying to obviously trying to uh, seduce Katie Couric the entire time. It was funny. It was funny. It, and I, I'm saying Katie Couric, and I, my apologies if it's not her. It's uh, it might have been someone uh, else. Okay, it might have been But some Katie
1: Couric-esque <laughs> individual, some media person of that. Of, of yeah, that, Elk had that had that interview. I'd, well, it's interesting. I'd we should, you know, what I'll about. tell you what we're going to bookmark that. I want to do a separate show about sex bots. Now that we're doing sex shows, right? We'll do another one of, about sex bots in particular because I think there's a lot of interesting issues ar- around some of the things that's been coming up in this HBO show Westworld and all these issues around what does it mean when we objectify things, even if they're not conscious, right? And of course, if they are conscious, then there's there's this whole other. There's, there's this whole other set of issues, but I've got to bookmark that. We're going to come back to that. We're going to talk, talk about sex bots down the road someday. But we'll see if, if we might come up with a solution that works, that doesn't involve some of those problems. But I actually want to bring up a bigger inequality. I, I, thought, I thought Robin did a great job of just kind of clarifying the conversation by changing it slightly. Now, I want to change it a little bit, okay? Because why don't we talk about the bigger inequality? I think this is much bigger than income even, And bigger than sex, even. How about the happiness deficit, right? You think about it. Some people are happy. Some people are not happy. And isn't that really what everybody actually wants in life? So you you got some people who just seem to be kind of born to it, and they have happy dispositions. And it just kind of transcends everything else that goes on in their lives. So you got poor people, some, who are very happy. And you got some rich people who are miserable. Now, by and large, I would say probably being rich... Enables you to be happier than being poor. So I'm not making a a dumb argument, right? That the two things are completely unrelated. But there are some poor people who are pretty happy,
0: and there are definitely some rich people who are pretty miserable. Some pretty serious studies have been done on that, Phil, and where pretty much money has everything to do with happiness, up to about fifty to uh, fifty on the low side to seventy on the high side, thousand dollars a year. Right. uh, Right. Once once you pass that point of fifty to uh, seventy thousand dollars a year in income, and you, you're, you're earning more than that, then your ability to earn more money still is completely unmoored from your happiness. And There's right. no correlation at all. What I think that means is that once your basic things are provided for it, you know where your next meal is coming from, because if you don't, then that's not a happy place to be. Up to a certain point, once you get these basic things solved, and then after that, it's just uh, you work for different reasons.
1: Right. And, uh, but I would say, even in a study like that, what we're talking about is kind of the statistical curve, right? Right. That's 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 what you can say about most people. But if you look at any population, even the people who make only ten thousand, even the people who make only like five thousand a year, there are a few like legitimately happy people in there. They're poor, oh. but they're they're completely happy and definitely. Once you you get over 75,000, happiness just divides up kind of as it does randomly in the population, right? There's a lot of happy people, a lot of really miserable people. It doesn't doesn't seem to make any difference at all. Likewise, I believe that there are probably a lot of people who have a lot of sex and aren't actually all that happy, right? Don't even like their lives all that much, right? And that there are a few people, believe it or not, that have little to no sex, maybe some who are completely celibate, and who love every minute of their life. The correlation between happiness and wealth or happiness and sex is not one-to-one. It's not 100%. And so rather not than going after these other downstream effects, why aren't we going after the big one, right? Why aren't we going after the big inequality and fixing this big happiness deficit? Don't you agree, Stephen?
0: Absolutely. We've got to figure
1: out a way to fix this, Bill. You know, maybe we can talk about that in tomorrow's show. We're going to continue talking about universal basic happiness tomorrow, and we'll see if we can come up with a solution for making everybody happy. I've already got an idea. Let's see if it will pan out. All right, Stephen, it's been great talking with you. It's been great having you all with us. We will be back tomorrow with part two of our exploration of universal basic happiness. And until next time, live to see it.